Episode 15 of the V-Dot and Friends podcast. This is DJ V-Dot, a.k.a. your auntie's favorite DJ, a.k.a. your granny's favorite referral coordinator, a.k.a. the lead singer of the group, a.k.a. the late night plumber, and because of you, the listeners, new nickname alert, a.k.a. Vinny Omega, thanks for subscribing to the podcast and leaving reviews. I appreciate all the five-star reviews I have been getting. Um, If this is your first time listening to this here thing, you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, Leave a review and I'll shout you out. For example, shout out to my homeboy Chris with Beach Imprints. He's a weekly listener. And he also is the owner of Beach Imprints and Genetically Altered Fitness Apparel. Now, Beach Imprints can give you five-star quality screen printing and embroidery with excellent customer service. So if you need anything done, maybe you have a, uh, a bachelor party coming up. You want to get some bachelor party shirts while you go out to the town and cut up. Same with the ladies. Your bachelorette party could be popping with Beach Imprints. Uh, contact them at beachimprints at outlook.com. That's beachimprints at outlook.com. I'll spell it. B E A. C-H-I-M-P-R-I-N-T-S at Outlook.com. Or you can hit them up by phone at 757-303-7178. Apologies on the podcast coming out a little bit later than normal. Uh, This weekend, or actually Wednesday, was my girlfriend's birthday. So kind of had, for at least five days, I tried to dedicate strictly to her. Uh, but over the weekend, I took her to an Italian restaurant called uh, Menino's. It was on the oceanfront. If you're ever in Virginia Beach, go check them out because the food was delicioso. I think that's how they would say it. But, uh, you know, I cleaned myself a little bit. Actually took off the sweatpants and the wrestling t-shirt. No, I actually had an Adam Cole shirt on, so <laughs> lie about that. But at least I put some jeans on. But we had a good time. We went out for a little bit afterwards. Got a, got a little jig on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my son, he made uh, the middle school basketball team this year, so I'm very proud of him, very excited. I was uh, skeptical at first because, as y'all heard over the weeks on the podcast, uh, when he was on his AAU team, he didn't get as much playing time as he did the season prior, so I was a little skeptical. But check this out. Out of him sitting on the bench... For the majority of the time that this AAU team was built or made, none of those dudes made a school team. Not bragging on my son, but uh, my, you know what? I'm bragging on my son. Shout out to my son, Manny. <laughs> but his game's starting about a week or so with the holidays coming up. Um, 
He's going to be playing school basketball and rec league. Hopefully, uh, he'll he'll be able to contribute on both of those teams. Uh, now, with the holidays coming up, you know, um, there's a lot of things going on. Christmas parties, um, Christmas shopping, you know. I'm not going to really have that time to do too many of the random pay-per-view reviews. Uh, in between all, like, right now, I say... The day after Thanksgiving until Christmas, the only thing that's come on these TVs here in this house are Christmas movies and wrestling. So with that said, it's a little bit more Christmas movies than wrestling here. So I will just probably talk about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, just the weekly things we watch on TV, 205 Live especially. Um... But we I'll probably discuss that over the next few weeks. Also, I will do my top 10 tag teams, my top 10 women's wrestlers, and I'll probably do a top 20 wrestlers of 2018, or currently. You know how I do. The first, I think my first podcast I put out, I did my top 20 at that very exact moment. And trust me, it, de it definitely has changed over the past few months, so that'll probably be towards the end of the year. But um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at V dot underscore the underscore DJ. That's V D O T underscore the underscore DJ. Snapchat is DJ V dot seven five seven. During my my week, since I really didn't have time to record, but I still did listening to other wrestling podcasts. Um, I ran into one called the Black Announce Table. Shout out to them. Subscribe to their podcast. I believe it's on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, I believe. But they're real dope. They're, uh, their conversations are fire. It's a little up top New York vibe. You know what I'm saying? So check them out if you got some free time. Um, now I do. <laughs> I have some friends, right? Let's say I think everything that the WWE does is great. And I don't see nothing wrong. Um, what's going on week to week? And now, I that that is somewhat a true statement. It's not a hundred percent true. I do feel that some things just don't work. Like, let me see here. What what's something I really I'm not well I'm not feeling raw period right now because of the whole like raw raw has took a big hit this year with Roman diagnosed with uh, leukemia again. Braun Strowman injuring his ankle, or not his ankle, his elbow, I'm sorry. But those have been the two main players of the roster in Vince McMahon's eyes for the past year, almost two years. So right now with Braun's injury, it's kind of putting a little pause or a little slowdown on, on Monday Night Raw because they don't know what direction they can actually go in. Uh, with Brock Lesnar being the universal champion now, there's just not too many options or too many opponents that we can actually believe that could actually beat Brock Lesnar. So, the past couple of weeks of Raw have definitely been some Reggie Noble. Uh, but the reason behind it is because of the trying to figure out the status of Braun Strowman. Hopefully they figure out something. Uh, they have been moving on the fly a lot as of late. Really, 
not too many good segments on Raw, but SmackDown is the A-show, and I will continue to say SmackDown's the A-show forever and ever. But uh, like I said, most of the time it's Christmas movies, but Monday through Wednesday from 8 to 11, I got the TV in, in this here bedroom. So uh, where are we going to go here? All right. And some other uh, other news here. The independent scene seemed to take a little hit um, over the past month with injuries to Joey Ryan, Joey Janela, uh, Marco Stunt. Cody Rose is nursing a knee injury at the moment, but he's still making the towns. He's not performing, but at least he gets there to do the meet and greets, meets with the fans. Shout out to Cody Rose for doing that because he could be sitting home playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, but I wish them all speedy recoveries. And if you want to support your friends, go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Show them some love. Buy some merch. Now to help them out while they're sitting back waiting to uh, perform for us again. Now, Joey Janela had an event over uh, in L.A. over the Survivor Series weekend. That's where Marco Stunt actually injured his leg. It was a nasty. It's somewhere on the Internet. I don't want to. Sh I don't like sharing injuries, so. I probably won't post that one on my page, but uh, also on that same show, there was a uh, death match with my guy David Arquette. You know, David Arquette, WCW World Champion David Arquette, Ready to Rumble star David Arquette, Scream star David Arquette. Yeah, he had a death match against a guy named uh, Nick Gage. I met David Arquette uh, in New Orleans this year at WrestleMania. Real cool dude, real cool dude. I introduced him to my girl. I was like, hey, this is a WCW world champion. She kind of looked at me and was like, oh, she didn't know what I was talking about because <laughs> she's not the, uh, the, the wrestling mark that I am. But that's what's good about our relationship. But anyway, after we walked away, I was like, yo, you seen Scream. That's the dude that played Officer Dude. She's like, oh, I was like, yeah. But anyway, real cool dude. Um... You could definitely find the highlights of this match. You might be able to find the whole match now with uh, David Arquette, but yo, he took his ass whooping like an OG. There was one point where he took one of those fluorescent light bulbs to the net, caused a mean gash. It, it got it got real for him. He wasn't prepared. He went on Twitter maybe uh well after he got his stitches and said maybe I should have prepared myself a little bit more. He only had two days notice. But he still was there to perform and put on a good show. So shout out to David David Arquette for that one. Now, in Mexico, <laughs> there was some type of hardcore match going on with this dude, uh, with two guys. I, I don't really know who they are. Like I said, I try to watch other, um, other styles, other federations or companies. When I had the free chance, like I still owe y'all some Lucha Underground. I still owe you some uh, Impact Wrestling. And I'm going to get to it one of these days. Maybe <laughs> maybe I could take a day off just to watch wrestling and talk about it. But we'll see how that goes. Um, but during this match, it was a hard-hitting match. One of the opponents was binging this guy in the head with a, uh, with a chair pretty nicely. I guess he was hitting him a little too hard because this dumbass decides, hey, hey, maybe it'll be a good idea if I grab a cinder block. Take this cinder block, throw it all my might to the back of his head. Well, that did happen, and immediately the guy fell out. He was knocked out first. Looks like a good couple of minutes. Blood gushing from his head. Uh, the blow ended up causing him to have a blood clot 
in his head. Uh, he had to go for emergency surgery. I believe he got out of the hospital maybe a couple days ago. Um, I can check that up for you, but I'll let you know. But yeah, who who does that? Who does that? What what in your right mind? All right, granted, he might be hitting you, a, ding you a little bit hard with the chairs. Maybe you take a chair and hit him in the arm or something, fam. Like, don't go for the jugular. You tried to kill the dude. And they said, well, he hit me too hard. Well, anyway, that guy's banned from wrestling in Mexico. Uh, I don't know if it's a lifetime ban, but it's a pretty long damn time. So, if you're out there um, trying to grind and, and make your towns and shit like that, do it safe. Do it safe. We want you to live. We like to talk to you afterwards. You know, we like the interaction on social media that you give us after you have the 30-minute long match of greatness. But, uh... That's it with that. Some more news that came out also. There have been some uh, trademarking things going on. Let me see here. I have uh, some trademarking things like AEW, Double or Nothing, All Out, Tuesday Night Dynamite, and All Elite Wrestling. These trademarks were made by... From what Pro Wrestling Sheet is saying, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson and Cody Runnels, and uh, also uh, Tony Khan, um, a member of the famous Khan family, owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I know a few months ago when uh, the, what was it, the XFL had came back out, or it was rumors that the XFL was coming back. We knew what was up the second we saw the trademarks. And with those trademarks, maybe not even a week later, here comes Vince McMahon and the XFL is back, coming 2020, eight teams. I believe we're going to find out the eight cities where these teams are going to play here in the um, next following weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Now, with, the, with that said, Do you think that all elite wrestling would work? Like, how would it work? Would it, I mean, any if anything you need, you definitely need a TV deal. And not no little rinky-dink company, no disrespect to them, but we know what it is. It's not like Access TV, not like Pop TV, not like BN Sports, not like El Rey Network, not... Not everybody have those shows in their packages. Um, for example, my, my cable company don't even offer access TV. Like, they're like, no, we don't, we don't carry that. They don't carry BN. So that's big markets that you cannot attract those fans. So that's one hurdle that they definitely would have to get over. Maybe, and I wouldn't even say WGN because WGN did hold all out or the uh, all in pre-show. I'm sorry. And they did about 700,000 views on that. But that's 700,000 views. And that's a lot of people still don't know where WGN, like I had to search my, I had to put the guide on, you know what I'm saying? To find where WGN was so I could watch Zero Hour. I watched it, but who thinks anybody else really has that time to do that? So without a strong TV deal 
That's one thing. Secondly, one thing that puts WWE over everyone is how it looks on your TV. The 4K cameras, the the lights, the the camera angles, the right people in the truck to show you, you you get more emotion from watching the WWE match. And when you watch, for example, I believe Chris Jericho said it himself, there was a spot in his match between Kenny Omega at this uh, past year's Wrestle Kingdom where the cameraman didn't catch it. It was part of the story that they were trying to tell, but they didn't catch it. There's a lot of times New Japan don't catch certain things that are integral or intricate to the story that you just miss out on. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that leaves WWE ahead of of everybody. Now, All In was pretty good production-wise, but... It just, it just it still had the indie feel to it. Like you didn't cut you should have cut all the lights on in the building. I don't I don't know how much that costs, but if you're if you're doing a show like that, you need to do it with the bright lights. You know what I'm saying? But another I think another boundary they will also have is another thing about WWE. It's weekly. Five out of seven days a week. It's, it's, it's weekly programming. And you know what? This also could tie into how NXT, the, the fans, NXT, and I'm not, not lying at all. NXT is way better a way better product to watch weekly than it is to watch sometimes the, the main roster stuff. But th- they are also two different types of they're ran two totally different ways, you know. NXT talent, they their loops are mostly Florida, uh, Georgia maybe, but they're not driving far. If they're going far, if they're on a tour bus, relaxing with all the NXT talent, hotels are paid for. They don't have to worry about that. Just the stressors of being on the road is is a lot more difficult for the main roster talent than the NXT talent. And people saying, well, NXT's not developmental no more, which it's not. But they are doing things to get you ready to go to live TV. NXT, they do their they do four or five tapings at one time. You get four or five weeks of episodes at one time. And only an hour of said episode. 45 minutes of said episode. Therefore, you can take your time to develop a story till you get to three months later to your takeover. So what do you think's going on from then to takeover? So you got one day you go real hard. Pause. <laughs> you got one day you go real hard, do four or five matches that night, go home, performance center stuff probably throughout the week. But what do you think they're doing in the performance center? They're gathering their ideas to pull off these five-star matches, contrary to what one person would believe that lives in California, but that's neither here nor there. You can make your own decisions on what you think is one of the best matches you've ever seen in your life. Speaking of one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life, that was that War Games 2 match at NXT uh, the night before Survivor Series. Yo, Ricochet hit a double moonsault. I believe that's the first time I've ever seen it on TV. Now, I've seen Will Ospreay uh, practice it, but I've never seen him do it actually in a match. My man Ricochet, shout out to Ricochet. 
because he is the one and only, like he says he is. But um, we're going to take a quick chill break for a second. Let me wet my whistle. And then I'm just going to go over, uh, we'll talk, I'll talk about Survivor Series. I'll tell you my prediction and tell you how I felt about each match overall. I'll talk about past couple of weeks of Raw and SmackDown because you can kind of blend those in together. Uh, the NXT and 205. And then we'll probably wrap it up for uh, this episode here. But let me, because my throat is dumb dry right now. So let me go ahead and find that and I'm going to come back to you. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into the NXT TakeOver uh, matches real quick. So NXT started off with an impromptu match with uh, Cassius Ono and Matt Riddle. That lasted maybe five, ten seconds because Matt Riddle came through with the awesome knee. <laughs> Not my man Cassius out. Cassius was uh, looking like we were on NXT. He thought it was Wednesday instead of TakeOver. But uh, salute to both of them. Those two dudes, they, uh, they're some dope dudes too, man. I met them, both of them actually, in New Orleans. I met Cassius. Cassius Ono was the first guy I ran into when I got to Wale Mania. And I was little kid status. Took my picture with him with my elbow. Dumb cheese on the face. You know what I'm saying? But uh, met him. Met Matt Riddle in an alley on my way to NXT TakeOver. He wasn't there. But uh, that, the who knew? I didn't even know that the following NXT TakeOver, bro was going to be sitting out there chilling with his hat and his flip-flops and a suit. But shout out to them. Seven seconds, actually, was uh, the total on that. So next we had a, a two out of three falls match with Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Uh, Shayna Baszler ended up retaining in a good match. Went about ten minutes. The uh, two members of the four horsewomen uh, helped Shayna get that victory. And shout out to Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. Io hit a perfect moonsault off of the top rope with some skinny jeans on, like a boss. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, hey, she killed that, Jay. That was like one of the best ones out of all the ones we saw in the May Young Classic. The one she did with her skinny jeans and her street clothes was the hottest one she's done since she's been with that company. So I'm excited to see how that's going to go uh, through the next couple of weeks on NXT. Next, we had the singles match between Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black. Boy, that black mask, fam, fam, like. Johnny took that one straight on the chin. Twice. Twice. It was an 18-minute match. 18 minutes of fire. You know, set, you, set yourself up for what we was about to get for the rest of the night. Uh, so the rest of the night included the NXT Championship match between Tommaso Ciampa and Hollywood Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream came dressed up as Hollywood Hogan. A little, Another little shot at your boy. You know what I'm saying? You know how... Velveteen feels probably like a lot of us do at the moment. Like, I'm sorry, Terry, move on over. We ain't rocking with you for the moment. I don't know if what I mean, I'll get over it. I mean, I've heard worse to my fucking face. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> worse to my face than the things I heard Hulk Hogan say recording while he was humping his best friend's wife. So it, it, I feel, I feel why everybody's mad, but I'm like. You know, you know how it like 
I'm 37, so I've seen a lot of things and I've been treated certain ways for for a long time. Like I'm kind of numb to that. If that's that's kind of bad, but I am. Like I just who cares? Like are you paying my are you paying my rent? Are you paying my freaking BPM Supreme subscription so I can download all my music for all my parties? No. So it is what it is. And I believe he probably and you know they say that. Do they really mean it? There's, there's, there's things we say also that really don't mean that either. But we, we, we have tended to become a little bit sensitive nowadays. But I'll get over it eventually. Maybe when I go uh, see my friend here in February that stays in Tampa, we got to go to the Clearwater Airport, I believe, the closest way to get to her. So I'm going to run into that store. And I'm not even going to front to you. If I see the Hollywood Rules shirt from 97 that he wore when he went against Sting, I'm copping that. I might not wear it, but I'm copping that. So, look. So, uh, moving on. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream. Tommaso Ciampa ended up retaining after 22 minutes of hard hitting. Some elbow, some purple rainmakers. Like, the match... we know NXT is going to be NXT. NXT is always that match we look like we we fiend for a good NXT takeover because we know we're going to get fire every time. And then the last match of the night was the War Games match that went damn near fifty minutes. That's where we saw the spot with Ricochet doing the double moon salt. Uh, the undisputed era fought hard but ended up being defeated by Pete Dunne, Ricochet, War Raiders, and. Yeah, that's it. I about to say War Raiders, Hanson, and Rowe, but War Raiders are them. <laughs> so used to still calling on War Machine from Ring of Honor. But War Raiders is cool. Definitely the best match of the night. Possibly one of the best matches of the weekend. But overall, NXT, if I was a ratings guy, definitely be five stars, hands down. I couldn't see it any other way. Moving on to Survivor Series. Let me pull up the match card here real quick. Because I uh, don't remember that off the top of my head. So, here we go. Oh, that's a little long. Now, sh- shout out to WWE for that forgetting that the uh, plan was for Raw to dominate SmackDown and be a straight sweep. But it wasn't a straight sweep. It was actually 6-1. to one. Uh, The one win actually came to the SmackDown Survivor t- Series team of Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, Big E, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston, the New Day, Sanity, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, Primo and Epico. And they've defeated Team Raw of Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, The Revival, The B-Team, Lucha House Party, and The Ascension. Now, if you look at that on paper, it was kind of a no-brainer. You couldn't let the top two tag teams of 2017, possibly the best two tag teams of the teen era, the Usos and the New Days take any slugs to the Lucha House Party or the Tour Revival. That wasn't happening. So SmackDown men did win that. It was it was a decent match for what it was. Ten man elimination or ten team elim- or ten man elimination. 
I enjoyed every minute of it. So then we get to the main card. It was the 5-on-5 Women's Survivor Series match. Team Raw had Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. Now, it was supposed to be Ruby Riot and Natalia, but in the pre-show, Natalia and Ruby Riot ended up getting kicked off the team due to fighting because the Riot Squad was still going after Natalia. <clears throat> I want to see where that is going to. Like, it seems like the Riot Squad, they picked their one victim and then they attacked them and then we had to see what friends. Man, Raw is just... Raw is not it, fam. Like, Raw ain't it, Chief. <laughs> I don't... There's not too many storylines that's going on in Raw. But Raw did pick up the victory. It was two-on-one, Asuka versus Sasha and Nia Jax. Asuka was actually was about to be pinned by Nia, but, uh, or I mean by Sasha. But Sasha thought it was a good idea to throw, or Nia thought it was a good idea to throw Sasha off of the ring, or off of the top rope, into Asuka's arm to put her in the Asuka lock so she can get the win solely and be the, the sole survivor. Now, Nia has been getting a lot of attention lately with the whole... Becky Lynch incident. And I don't know if you heard my podcast before Thanksgiving, but I'll tell you again. There's no doubt in my mind that Vince McMahon pulled Nia to the side, pulled Becky to the side, and said, Hey, Becky, you're too hot to lose right now. I don't want you to lose to Ronda this upcoming Sunday at Survivor Series. So this is what we're going to do. Nia, we're trying to make you back into that Monster Hill that you were before you started messing around with Enzo Amore, and we saw your softer side, along with Total Divas. So we want to bring you back to this Monster Hill. This is what we're going to do. You're going to take a punch, Becky, and you're going to take a good one. I don't believe they thought she was going to get a concussion, but they did want, I, I believe that Vince wanted some color. Because there's certain times on WWE television, if you do remember... That Vince McMahon says, I need to see some color, but doesn't tell anybody else in the company. For example, it was that SummerSlam match between Randy Orton and, and Brock Lesnar where Brock took the gloves off. Even though he didn't use his hands, he used his elbow, but he split he split Randy, uh, Randy Orton's head to the white meat. And everybody, the locker room didn't know what was going on. So it almost caused a fist fight between Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar. But there's things that Vince McMahon do because he knows he needs to do it to keep the the crowd going. But I believe that was 100% planned. Another reason I believe it was 100% planned, because when things are bad, hap or when, when bad things happen, WWE is not going to talk about it. And they're not going to let their talent talk about it. Like, to, to all my smart, friend, my smart fans, my smart marks, like, really be smart about it. Do you really think... That Vince McMahon would try to profit off of a, uh, off of a mess up, and you probably say yes. And in some cases, that's true. But this is a I I I cannot say, and I do I will not believe that this was not planned to help Nia turn to that monster heel to get the booze that she deserved. And then our fans are just being a little bit too smart at the moment and thinking. She needs to go back down to developmental because there are instances where she has messed up and dropped some people on their head, knocked some people out. I'm telling you, this was planned. And this might have been playing around all the unsafeness that she had. 
The WWE are very smart. They're, they they know what they're doing. They just take they're just taking their time doing what we want them to do. But anyway, let's get back to the matches here. Next match was a singles match between uh the man Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Swag Only thing I didn't like about this match cuz this match was excellent, went about 21 minutes, almost 22. The thing I loved about or the thing I didn't like about this match is Shinsuke <laughs> Honestly, it's Shinsuke's outfit, yo. It looked like something he could have got from Fashion Nova. Like, why y'all made my man Shinsuke out there looking like a, like, yo. It, nah, nah, fam. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't even know how he was able to perform for 20 minutes with that, like, dog. It, it, that wasn't it, Shinsuke. You could have put maybe the, you know what I'm saying? Nah, nah. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I ain't with it. I ain't with it. Nope. So... <laughs> But Seth Rollins ended up picking up the victory with that. I, mean, I was wrong on my prediction on that when I thought Shinsuke was actually going to pull off the win because we haven't seen Shinsuke win in a long, long time. Other than winning the United States Championship, Shinsuke has not won a match or been on TV. And I'm one to, and I'm one to always say just give it time, let it, let it build, let that gumbo simmer. But I'm ready to see Shinsuke at least get his. I need to. See, I need to see the King of Strong Style back to what he was at WrestleMania 34. Like my man's was hot. Man's was hot. He wasn't. He was hot. No coat on because he was hot. Next was the uh, tag team match between AOP Akam and Razor uh, versus The Bar Sheamus and Cesaro. The Big Show was with uh, Sheamus and Cesaro at this time. And Drake Maverick, the GM of 205 Live slash manager of the AOP, was in the AOP's corner. During this time, before right when the match started, your boy, the certified G and the bona fide stud, Enzo Amore, thought it was a great idea to put a black wig on his head in a hoodie, get through the doors at the Staples Center, Get him a front row or second row seat. And when this match started, he decides to go into his old spiel that he was doing. Hired for the WWE. Shout out to the woman uh, security guard who yoked his ass up. Threw him out. But um, that was one of the highlights of the match. You, and he, the, Here's the messed up part. Here's the funny part about it all. I wouldn't say messed up. Here's the funny part about all of it. My man's was on hard cam. If you don't know what the hard cam is, you sit in the spot... The way, the way the ring is set up, you can see where the production area is going to be. And if you're really familiar with things like that, you know exactly where to sit if you want to be on TV the majority of the night. So my man Enzo, he hit the first match, kept himself real low, but thought it was, his, thought it was the way that he was going to get people out to his first performance uh, of his new album. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to laugh at this. I'm really not trying to yeah, Enzo's first album. Um, check that out. I think you can find the whole album on YouTube. There's one, one album, one song called "Live Thirty for 30 or something. Where uh, I don't know if it's a diss track to Live Morgan or 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 what he's trying to do. Like, um, if if this was hot or Power One Hundred Five, we would uh, fart on that whole record right now. Cause. It was it was a hot gar it's hot garbage. I don't know who is telling him in his camp, like, yo, this is for you. He doesn't ride the beat, pause. Like, it's horrible. It's horrible. 
But he was trying to promote for his his show that he was going to have the following night. And I believe he rented out an 800-person venue for 35 people to come. Yes, 35. So, I don't know if he made his money back, but he's saying he's living his best life and I can't go back and forth with him. So, shout out to Enzo for trying to cause some buzz. Uh, The AOP ended up defeating the bar. Uh, where the moment Big Show had Drake Maverick by his neck on the top of the, uh, on the apron of the ring. And Drake peed on himself. Drake peed on himself, which caused the bar to, uh, be distracted for the AOP to hit Sheamus with their finisher. Nine minutes later, AOP wins the match. Next match, second match of the night, because I feel Shinsuke and Seth Rollins, even though people kind of shitted on it. I felt that was one of the best matches of the night. But the second best match was the match for the Cruiserweight Championship where we got Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. In a 12-minute banger, uh, Spanish fly spots outside of the ring. Buddy Murphy ended up retaining his Cruiserweight title. Now, the match they had on 205 Live before Buddy Murphy became champion, I thought was a lot better. But this still was a good match. So, uh Shout out to both of them. Next, we get up to the men's 5-on-5 Survivor Series match where we had on Raw, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Finn Balor Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin and Leo Rush. My man, the 24-year-old piece of gold, Leo Rush on the sidelines. Versus SmackDown team, The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. This match wasn't it it wasn't as intriguing as it needed to be in my opinion uh did, definitely didn't like Samoa Joe getting maybe 2 minutes to shine before he went back to the showers I thought I, I wanted to see Joe become a force so it can make him look better maybe hunting for a title in the future but I guess they didn't feel that way uh sh- shout out to Shane McMahon for killing himself coast to coast uh Pin, then uh, I believe that was on Dolph. And then he tried to coast to coast lastly, but uh, Braun Strowman f- hit him like a fly with a fly swatter. Knocked him out. But yeah, 24 minutes of eh. But that's what you kind of expect from the Raw brand now. Like I said, they're just in that rut waiting to see which top star they're going to be able to use. But I think maybe they should... Uh, Possibly make more stars? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that sounds like a good idea. Maybe make some more stars. All right. Next match, we had the women's uh, match between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Ronda Rousey won via disqualification, which was the best way to go for this. Even though I think she would have beat Becky Lynch fair and square. And tapped her out. I'm glad they went this route on this match. Now, it definitely was a good match. It looked like a fight. It looked intense. Ronda was more UFC-esque on her style that night. Charlotte was very technical. It was definitely a good match. And then Charlotte felt she couldn't beat her anymore. So she commenced to giving her a 5 to 10 like Mr. Otis would do on Martin. And that means she beat her ass for 5 to 10 minutes. With the kendo stick, with the chair, she had a natural selection on the chair. She put her head through a chair, stepped on that. Uh, she definitely went to town on, on your girl, Ronda Rousey. It was a good match, though. I enjoyed the match. It was 
it was about 15 minutes, but I enjoyed every every bit of the 15 minutes. I had to watch I had to watch the Survivor Series twice. The first time I had a lot of things going on, really wasn't paying attention. So the second time I actually got to enjoy it, I really dug that match. Then we get to the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Now, it was originally supposed to be Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles too. But Daniel Bryan ended up turning a heel or I don't even know what we're going to call Daniel Bryan because the the promo he did the following week after winning the title was kind of like he was sitting in the hyperbaric chamber for too long, ended up becoming crazy, so his dreams were actually a person telling him to do things. I want to see where that goes uh, with TLC coming up here with AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. But anyway, Brock Lesnar got the victory uh, for about, I say, 15 minutes and 50 seconds. Brock Lesnar was in charge suplexing suplexing straight up suplexing Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan got a little bit of heat or a little bit of fire back towards the end started stumping uh, Brock's face similar to how he did AJ Styles after he won the WWE championship Uh, but Brock overcame F5 1, 2, 3 at the end of the the show goes off with Daniel Bryan smiling after he just got his ass whooped All right, so just quick recaps of Raw. Um, like I said, Raw has been boo-boo. Reggie Noble for the past two weeks. There really wasn't any too, too many memorable moments for Raw. Um, last Monday, Nia Jax was in the ring cutting her promo. When we, um, and she she didn't get any reaction. Like, no boos, no cheers. She, it was nothing. It was silent. I believe the fans think what she did to Becky was real. And she they did it to the flavor of the month at the moment. So they were all butthurt. Let's let's keep it real. They were everybody was butthurt because Becky didn't get the performance at Survivor Series. But I'm telling you, that that was the plan all along. That was the plan all along. But she did a a poor promo and uh Rhonda was the one that actually saved the promo. Shout out to Rhonda Rousey for like I'm very proud of her. If they're putting her on the main the main roster. She's doing what she needs to do from jump. She didn't get the opportunity to learn like her other four horsewomen sisters in NXT. Because of the name value they put her on the main roster then I believe and I and I feel that she's been doing very well in that position since she's got there. Um Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin seem to have this alliance now where they're beating up all the the faces, the good guys. Uh, Elias got taken out. I don't know how if y'all saw the uh, reverse Alabama slammer or the Alabama slam that Drew McIntyre hit on uh, Elias onto the ring ropes, but that looked like it hurt. Not me. I'm not taking nothing like that. Then they ended up getting a fin towards the end of the night. So let's see where... Let's see where that goes. I guess they're still just holding on because it doesn't look like Brian, uh, Braun Strowman is going to be able to perform at TLC. And the stipulation of that was if Baron Corbin won the match, he would become the Raw G- the permanent Raw GM. So we have to ask ourselves two things in here. So did Kurt get fired from GM? Is Kurt Angle no longer the GM? And 
Did they just kick my man Dolph Ziggler to the curb? Speaking of Dolph Ziggler, people got butt hurt again because he answered the open challenge against Seth Rollins. Even though we did have a great match once again between the two, I don't understand why people... You want great wrestling, they give you great wrestling, but since it's not the person that you want to see, you're going to crap on it. Appreciate what you got, because you could not have anything. You know what I'm saying? But, Raw's been, yeah, Raw's been boo-boo. Raw's been Reggie Noble for the past couple weeks. Uh, I did mention SmackDown, Daniel Bryan was talking about himself in the third person, and Saying his dreams told him to do all the things. His dreams told him to hit AJ in the balls. <laughs> it was I don't know. I don't, <laughs> ball, the word balls is just funny on TV. Sorry. I'm, I'm childish. Apologize. But um, NXT. NXT was good. The uh, NXT after TakeOver uh, started a few. Well, a quick match between Lars Sullivan and... Keith Lee, Limitless Keith Lee, which probably one of the top five matches of the week. Keith Lee definitely lives his gimmick. He is limitless. My man did a springboard tornado plancha on the Lars Sullivan on top of trying to hit a, uh, a moonsault on your boy Lars. But Lars ended up picking up the victory with the freak accident. Lars is actually about to be on the main roster. I don't know if he's going to be on SmackDown or if he's going to be on Raw. I think he might have his best luck on SmackDown so he can be their monster while Raw has Braun Strowman as their monster. And we can see a good follow-up with that at Royal Rumble, their face-to-face. Well, Brock, no, Braun is already penciled in to face Brock at the Royal Rumble, so never mind about that. But we'll see how that that goes with uh, Lars Sullivan. What else? I'm trying to think. 205 Live. 205 Live had a fire tag team match uh, with Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy. Hard-hitting match. But uh, the good guys got the win, Cedric and Mustafa Ali. We also had a match between... uh, Who did we have on 205 Live? I try to watch everything in bulk. So, so, you know, so I can get up and at least talk about things week to week. But, uh, dang, I just, I really had a brain fart. So I guess I could, I guess we'll end this week of WWE then. All right. So I want to uh, start some new things too, because you know, I'm, I don't really go too long on my podcast. So I like to recommend, I'm going to start recommending some of my favorites, uh, to listen to. Uh, first one always I want to do uh wrestle rap. Wrestle rap you can find that on iTunes, Spotify, Apple uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. You can find that there. You can follow Emilio Sparks on uh Twitter and Instagram at that. Follow Wrestle Rap. That's R W R A S S L E R A P. Black Announce Table, like I said earlier. Uh check them out. Cheap Heat, that's the uh, the OG podcast for me. That's the first podcast I ever listened to. Make sure you check them out. As always, Twitter and Instagram is V.Dot underscore the underscore DJ. Snapchat is DJ V.Dot 757. 
let me know what you uh I want so next week we're gonna do uh top ten tag teams. So let me know what you think, man. Like hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Instagram, download the anchor app, put a voicemail on it, and say who's your who you think your top ten guys or who you just think your your top three. You don't gotta give me ten, you can give me three. Also, I'm gonna be looking at the reviews on these uh subscriptions that I do have. Um, I got a couple. I got a. I got a couple of gifts for the holiday season that I can actually give out. I got um. I have a American Nightmare Cody Bullet Club T-shirt, and I also have a Yum Bucks. Uh, the last two, the last ones they made as part of the uh, Bullet Club, brand new. Uh, if you wanna maybe get those shirts, subscribe and review to the pod, or subscribe to the podcast and review. Or leave a message on Anchor. That's what that's what I'll do. The first person that downloads the Anchor app, searches VDOT and Friends, leave a voicemail, I'll give you a t-shirt. Still also, with the new year coming up, 2019, let's start 2019 off strong. I still need a logo. I need a logo because I'm trying to put out some t-shirts. I have ideas for t-shirts, but the only thing's missing is this logo. The logo to the VDOT and Friends podcast. So if that's you, if you are one of those uh, types that are very artistic, can use a pen very well other than to write, shoot it to me on uh, one of the social media out- outlets, one of the social media platforms, or you can email me at vincentcreekmore at yahoo.com. That's V-I-N-C-E-N-T-C-R-E-E-K-M-O-R-E at yahoo.com. Uh, shout out to D the Samaro, they're coming back in February. Make sure you check them out on Showtime. That's one of my favorite late night shows. You know how they always say avoid the bookings. Also, I have one more thing I want to say. That has also slipped my mind. So we're going to go ahead and end this podcast here. Uh, Thanks again. Hope to hear you next week. Hope to see you tune in. And I'll catch up with you a little bit later.